Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Pokevolt podcast. I'm Bellybolt VGC, also known as Tyler, here today with my co-host, Titan Nexus. So today we have Brian, Kim, Amberin back for round two. Uh, today we're going to be discussing our locals we went to over this past weekend and uh, NAIC prep and how we've been going about that. Uh, so Brian, if you could just kick us off by talking about your local and how you played. Sure thing. So yeah, locals was this past, we actually had a mega weekend. So there's two premier challenges in one weekend, one on Saturday, one on Sunday in LA. I could only make it to the one on Sunday. I uh, stuff to do on Saturday. And then so Sunday was pretty good overall, I'd say. Uh, my good friend Everett from San Diego, who made it to day two in Fresno, also got second. Um, he did a fantastic job. He beat Alberto Lara twice in two best of threes. One is in Swiss, one's in Top Cut, and then the... Uh, who got first? Shoot. I can't remember who got first, but he made it to second, so really proud of him. Um, unfortunately, I didn't do too well. I went 3-2, uh, my only two losses being <laughs> Alberto Lara, and then the other one being Robert. Uh, Ro both of those uh, players made day two at Fresno, very, very good. Um, something I did really, really learn though and at fresno is that hacks is pretty difficult to manage as a vgc player or in other words bad luck and so at the local i got crit every single set so all five sets and i didn't i wasn't able to land any crits on my opponents and so it's a really big mental game and yeah that's just how it went but it was really fine otherwise I hate to hear that someone else suffered from hacks and just like bad RNG. Um, I unfortunately lost in finals and got second place because I missed a hydro pump and immediately after missed a rock slide. My <laughs> opponent looked up at me and he he just looked at me and goes, I am so sorry. And I was like, it, it happens, you know, it's Pokemon, unfortunately. But yeah, that's uh, that's wild. Alberto Lara, though, for Everett to beat, that's really impressive. You know, that's he's a really top-level player. Um, I met him in Charlotte. Uh, he recently just dropped his Klefki, too, didn't he? And he's running, like, a really strong team now. <laughs> Alberto didn't drop his Klefki. He so. didn't drop it? <laughs> it's still there, yeah. Oh! <laughs> Psyched he me said out on he that was one. going to, but he didn't. He's too dedicated. <laughs> Mind games. <laughs> That's funny. It'd be interesting if he keeps it for Worlds, honestly. I feel like he has to at this point. <laughs> Titan, uh, can, how did you do at your local? Uh, can you guys see my screen? Or yeah, yeah. Oh, so you can. S I have the scoreboard up and everything. I don't see the. Oh wait, oh your computer screen. Yeah. No, I cannot see it. Titan, if you want to go ahead, um, if you have OBS or anything and want to do a screen recording for me, you can do a screen recording and send it, and I can overlay those as you talk about them. Oh, hang on, I think... Oh, there we go. Now I can see it. Awesome. Okay, cool. So this was from my uh, local over the past weekend, as you can see. <laughs> a very, very stacked local. Um, very intimidating, like to say the least. Um, Justin seems to keep eluding me. I never get to play him. Like, <laughs> I told him uh, he can't avoid me forever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I actually started off playing against number 23 at the bottom, uh, David Smith, who is like a kid who just went and moved up 
into uh, he just moved up into Masters um, and then I played Ryan Newman um, and then I played Eric who was number two um, I played and beat him I gave him his only losses in the tournament Wow! Um, and then I lost to Wolf and then I lost to Brian Yum. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Wolf, that was such a good, solid matchup for the first two games. And then uh, I, I made the mistake of bringing my Don Dozo, and that really cost me into his balance team. I got overconfident. I really did. Um, thought, oh, let me just, he doesn't expect me to bring the Dozo. No, he, he was ready for that. <laughs> the whole time <laughs> um brian uh it was so funny because uh at the end of our last of our first game one uh so with my chin pow being life orb it is a six percent chance for a flutter main to live a uh, sucker punch without tearing even with like the bulk investment and everything that's been going around and he got that six percent and that costs me game one against him. Um, but yeah, all in all, I got into top eight. And then uh, me and Eric played again. I beat him again to get top four. Uh, but I had to go home. My wife wanted me home. So I uh, I gave him the win, essentially. Um, super cool guy. Like, he, we were talking, like, trying to figure out ways that he his team could beat mine. Because it just was a really bad matchup for him. Um he just didn't have any Dondozo answer. But uh, we, we literally were sitting there brainstorming for like five minutes trying to figure out something he could do for his team to make it be able to counter my Dondozo. But, yeah. That's awesome. So, that's how my local went. It's really cool for you to, you know, play that well out of local so stacked with that many, you know, there's how many regional winners were there? Three? Yeah, three regional winners there. Yeah, that's a that's a heater. And you Plus, got top... Plus, Nick isn't bad either. <laughs> That's really true. I actually played Nick um, in Tommy Tuesday's, yeah, Tommy Tuesday's first round last week, and um, really good sets. And Nick is a player who like he's hard to play against because I can never read what Nick wants to do when we play in a match. I feel like his play style is something that I don't know if he adapts so much, but like I, he's just like a very well-rounded player. Um, Emmy too. I actually played Emmy earlier in the week. She always has such interesting teams, you know, bringing demons. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really funny because when she got there, uh, apparently Nick was writing out the team sheets and everything, and he accidentally wrote down Gary Dose for her team, and so we were making we were making jokes about Gary uh, all day. <laughs> That's funny. I'll talk. I'll touch on my local real quick. Um, I drove up to Cincinnati, actually, to do um, a local there. Uh, so it was really cool. There was actually some players that were in Charlotte that I got to hang out with again in Cincinnati, so that was really nice. Uh, Timothy Nixon, actually, uh, incredible opponent. Um, so for a friend that I made in Charlotte to show up at the local that I was at, I was really excited. Um, and then it actually turned out that I played him last round of Swiss, and he unfortunately beat me, and I was... 
3.0 at the time, so I was like, everyone in the room is like, this guy drives up from Lexington, like, has a podcast, and he's 3.0, so, like, the whole room of locals is like, oh, man, and then I sit down and play Timmy, and he, Timmy was, like, not sweating as much, because I feel like my matchups, I got really lucky, because everyone's like, oh, God, this is a VGC guy, and I got really lucky, because you could tell, like, people were overplaying against me, so I was just able to read really easily, and then I played Timmy, and you could tell Timmy was like, ah, you know, Tyler's Tyler, and he beat me that round, and then to go into top cut, Timmy ended up being my gatekeeper, so after playing him in the last round of Swiss, I had to play him again, because he was seed 1 for being 4-0, and then I dropped to seed, because of my resistance, I dropped to seed 4, so then, yeah, so I had to play him again next round, and I was so nervous, you know, like, first local ever, to show up and then to be in top cut and I had to play the guy who just beat me in the last round of Swiss. I was like, this is not going to go well. And then turned around in my first match and led perfectly, like just kind of could read really well what he was going to do. Um, led perfectly, wiped whole team with just my first two mons and then turned around in the second game and just got very lucky with a predict on who, uh, him switching out a mon first turn. Um, so I was able to t take that round um, into finals and then that's unfortunately when I hit the rock slide miss. But my finals was hilarious, um, only due to the fact that our, it was a mirror. We both made it through the whole tournament, and then we sat down with each other. And he was like, oh, wow, a nice team. And I was like, yeah, this is interesting. Uh, and game one, we both led Talon Chomp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he wins that one. And this is what's even funnier. Round one, we both tailwind, and we both hit rock slide. We both missed each other scar chomps with our rock slides and then game two we both led totally different leads i won game three we both go back to talent chomp and again both of us hit tailwind rock slide and both i miss him and then the turn comes and i was like if he doesn't miss here i'm gonna cry and then he didn't miss that turn and he just looked oh. at me and goes wow how unfortunate i was like that's yeah. wild it happened twice in a set the judge looked at us and he was like this is insane <laughs> You but know no, what? On the topic of RNG, really quick, it sounds like we've all kind of experienced it this weekend to a very uh, heart-wrenching extent, <laughs> so to speak. And I've been still receiving coaching from Paul Ruiz, and we recently talked about this. And I still remember, this was also like a couple months ago, he was saying, you know, you have to make the intentional choice of using an attack that's not 100% accurate, and then at that point, you have to accept the fact that at some point it's going to miss. So I don't know what. And then uh, I think that goes along with uh, with you, Chris. Um, how your chimp, how Sucker Punch, you know, other Fluttermates have a 6% chance to live. Is that something that's going to impact your team building in the future? I, I'm trying for it not to. Like, like me and you were talking earlier on uh, Discord and everything. Like, I, I lost a few games in a row. Uh and I was like, no, I gotta get rid of this Palmot, like, it's it's throwing off my game and everything, and I was like, well, maybe I can put Flutter there, and then I was like, no, that's a bad idea, I need to stick with what's been working on my team, and not just let a few games really get to me, like, it's not that serious. So, like, it, it definitely, like, I feel like I've grown as a player, though, um, to be able to make that decision because i know in the past like with iron bundle and uh talon flame costing me at charlotte and knoxville uh wins there 
that I kind of made rash decisions and changed parts of my team, and it really kind of brought me down. So taking a step back and realizing, hey, I'm making a rash decision based on just a few really bad games. Um, I think that was a more mature player thing to do. Yeah, definitely. I think that's a really good point that Brian and you both kind of hit on there. Um, Titan, you know this. Uh, I played Talon Tusk in Knox. Um, I played Talon again in Charlotte. Uh, so, and then my both of my performances there, there's both Knoxville was my first regional, Charlotte was my second. I had a really good show in Charlotte starting off the day at three and O and it was reversed in Knoxville at my first. You know, I had a terrible start, didn't really recover ever throughout the day. And I came home, you know, from that and really just panicked and was like, These mons lost, you know, I lost because Willow was missed, I lost due to Hydro Pump miss. So I was just like, I have to get rid of them. And then, you know, all those times switching around, I feel like was more of a deficit because here we are four months later and I'm back to that team because I know that team so well. The matchups to me and like the comfortability, I think, of knowing like Talon, for example, you know, RNG comes down to more. Someone said this to me at my local and it really sat with me and it's kind of stuck with me is that like Brian said, you know that you can miss moves. And we all accept that when we put Hydro Pump onto Bundle. But the thing that you can do is position yourself to where that doesn't hurt you as bad if you miss. And right now in a hyper-offensive meta, it's hard you know, to say, oh, you can balance out missing a move like that. But I do think that like, if you put yourself in a situation where a Bundle's in the back and you can miss that Hydro and you, know, and you have your Terra still on hand, it's a lot more valuable than you lead Bundle first turn you hit hydro you miss the hydro and you're devastated you know why are you throwing bundle out first and hitting hydro first you know if you it's really like learning to conserve your uh what would you say like conserving your mons and like using them appropriately and like the timing of everything that's something that like i would have a bad situation go wrong for me and i'm like oh i gotta drop this mon you know this is terrible and then really it, it was like the situational play of like oh okay you know if I tailwinded first and then went for the Will-O-Wisp, I for sure get the Will-O-Wisp off, you know? And it's not for sure because I could still miss, but, you know, I get the speed control and then get it. There was too many times when I first started playing Town that I would I would see a heavy hitter mon and be like, Willow, right now. And just forget, like, speed control is more important because then I don't have Gale Wings after I take damage on first turn from someone, so I'm not getting my tailwind. And that, you know, just those matchups and, like, that specific, like, situational play of the mons really only came after sitting down with the same team for months at a time you know learning matchups into annihilate the the evs um learning that i could pull all of the attack out of talon and put it into hp and i still get 70 percent damage from a brave bird into annihilate you know small stuff like that was so much more beneficial than like i need a whole new team i need new mons and I'm I'm really glad that I got to that point because that was that was huge for me. Awesome, glad to hear it. <laughs> so, how has your guys' NIC NA, NAIC prep been going? Uh, pretty much what you just said. I'm fumbling. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, your no, team is so solid. Much. Like, you really don't need to change much. I feel like. Yeah, you're. You're. I agree. I agree. But with that being said, there were a couple things I did learn from my local 
the video should be up on YouTube later, but my Magic Against Alberto was streamed, and so it'll be on YouTube. And game one, even though I got crit, I felt like, okay, you know what, maybe I can turn this around, and I almost did. And so I learned that uh, my Gyarados didn't have enough attack EVs, because his Corviknight lived a waterfall at the very end with like 1 or 2 HP or something like that. And then so I made a slight adjustment there, still bulky enough, etc, etc. And I overreacted to Tyler at, a, at that same local, you know, Alberto crit my Chiu, unfortunately, with his Garchomp, who was at minus 1. And so Earthquake took it out, unfortunately, and I was like, okay, you know what, I'm so susceptible to hacks, blah blah blah, I have to change this. So I tried out Sash Chew for a bit, and I was like, you know, this is actually not as strong as Nasty Plot Chew, which is what I was using. So I, I just went back to it, and just learned how to position better, and it was just that simple. Kind of like what you said. Yeah, it's, it's really wild, too, because I think that, like, Brian, do you think because playing Alberto that you overthought that because of like you know who he is and like his notoriety that you you kind of overread a play that and if you were playing a you know someone of a just a regular old vgc guy you know if you were playing me or titan you would have probably made the accurate move because you were like thinking clearly no not necessarily i've been to la local enough times where i'm super comfortable playing against top players okay and it, it battling alberto just feels like battling you guys you know it's just I'm playing Pokemon and that's really it. <laughs> what really caused me to overreact was getting crit in every single set that day. and My brain just kind of broke. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, playing Wolf, like, it was intimidating to sit down across from him and know I was about to play him. Uh, but after that first game, it kind of went away. But I will say, playing against Brian uh, Yume, that was just... He just had such a confidence about him, like, that that stayed intimidating the whole time. Like, something about it, like, he, he just gave off, like, like, he's super cool guy. Like, super chill, like, I really enjoyed talking to him. I actually got a recording for uh, a podcast montage we're doing and everything from him and everything. Super cool guy. But when I sat across from him, like, I could just feel his confidence being there and like after he saw my team so like i don't know i feel like that got to me a little bit yeah that's that's something that i dealt with in charlotte um i played tom hayden and i followed him on twitter for a while and like you know just like sitting down across from a world's competitor and someone that you've looked up to or like followed for a while and i remember titan was actually standing right next to me when we got our pairings and i looked down and i was just like you look like a ghost. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, so someone you've watched play for so long, and then you see, you know, you see their name on the chart, and I was just like, oh god. And I knew he was running Goldango. I'd watched him on stream the whole week before, so I knew he had Goldango, which is a terrible matchup into my team. So I was like, oh, I have to bring Tusk here, and he just knew every time. He's like, he's got to bring Tusk to beat my Goldango, so I just, he just had to get rid of it every time. But that was like a big factor for me was the whole match. You know, I told him I was like, I can't even think straight right now because. I, all I could think about was playing him. So that was something that I'm really glad that I got to sit down with him and get past that because there were times where, like, in Charlotte, I didn't play, like, any super big names like that, but, I, you know, after having a 3-0 round, round, all around me were, you know, were big, bigger-name VGC players. Um, one specifically, I remember, like, Tang, 
Terrace, and then uh, Salty Dolphin is literally like directly across from me. So all these guys that I look up to are around me, and that to me then was when I was like, I don't need to be sweating right now. I just need to like these guys are all playing Pokemon just like me, and that was really like my grounding me. And uh, I I still am working on that. You know, there's definitely those matchups. You know me, Titan. I'm such a nervous person. You know, so I'm sure there will be a day I get a a bigger VGC player, and I'm just up there and throw both games. <laughs> yeah, my wife, uh, my wife kind of gave me some really good advice on that and everything. So I was like, oh, this is kind of intimidating playing against all these bigger players. And she's like, well, they're just people. Like they're just players, just like you. Like they're gonna win and lose some. And she told me, quit being an idiot. <laughs> 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 so. You know what though? She's totally right. And this is something <laughs> she I've, is. I've and, and for multiple reasons. The first is like you know they're just people. I've I've become friends with some of those top players at LA locals like Aaron Brock. I talk to him a lot every time I see him. We just chit chat here and there. Nate Ortiz, super cool guy. Brian Collins, you know, like all these really good players. They're just people, you know. Yeah. Just go up and talk to them. Be friends with them. Yeah. And then yeah, like when you get matched up with them. Just play the game. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> don't be stupid. Just play the game, right? Like, it's you're there to have fun. So, yep. So on uh, team prep here, th- this is something I wanted to touch on. Um, I in AIC prep and like prep in general. I Wolf said earlier in the year on stream that he always had his team like two weeks prior, and that he focused on matchups and you know getting that play in. Uh, is that something that you guys have done, you know, leading up to it, uh, like locking in your team and then just like really working on those matchups and specific IVs? Uh, I'll let Brian go first because mine's kind of a little bit of a <laughs> ramble. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to be using the same exact team that I took to Fresno. Um, yeah, there is definitely a lot of things I learned from there, too, that I'm absolutely going to be taking to NEIC. And the benefit I have is. I don't really. I feel like I don't really need to make any changes because instead of the standard Chiyu balance with Ting Lu, I have the standard Chiyu balance with Gothitelle, and so that already throws a wrench into the whole um, standard gameplay and game plans people have. And so, speaking of Wolf, he you know he has a tendency to break the the norm when it comes to team building for a meta, and so I think in the same vein, I have that advantage. So I don't really feel like I need to change the team and I can just kind of sit down, solidify the EVs, maybe change a move here or there, but keep the same six. Yeah, so I started coming into, uh, even like a month ago, I was kind of just like, nah, screw reg- Regulation C, like, I don't even want to play it anymore, like, I'm done with this, I'm just going to bring a meme team for fun to NAIC, and... Then I got that coaching from uh, James, and he helped me uh, figure out what was wrong with my playstyle, and gave me some teams to really like improve that playstyle. And then uh, Conkledonk uh, actually gave me his team, his Dondozo team that I thought was just super cool. After watching it at Milwaukee, I was like, "Oh, I love this team!" Like, I I really liked Dondozo. Like. I don't know why I never brought him in the past. Like, I, I love Dondozo, and it actually forced me to adjust my play to that weakness that James said I had. And, yeah, that shot me up in skill level, I feel like. Um, 
because it helped me correct that error. Um, but yeah, so I worked with Conkle Donk and James, and now I have a pretty solid team, and I've just been playing matchups. I did have that little falter earlier today where I was just like, oh, I can't stand this team right now. <laughs> um, but I feel like everybody goes through that, like has those bad games for a while. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm pretty set for the next week that this is going to be the team that I, I'm bringing to NAIC. And hey, if I go X and 9, I go X and 9. It's not the end of the world. Like, I just hope there's not a lot of people prepared for Don Dizzo. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's not... A- I'll say this, I've stopped worrying about Dozo's much only because I have two good matchups into him. But if you take care of those mods, Dozo's still an incredibly hard matchup for me. It's I think it's like kept its viability through all of, you know, regulation C, regula it's just for for a mon that has so many boosts and so many different playstyles, you know, there is so rest, sleep talk, stalls, not you know, hyper offensive different terras there are so many different ways that the mod can be played even if people are think they're slightly prepared for it you can normally throw them off by just the way that you play them on yeah absolutely yeah so one one team that i want to talk about real quick i don't know if either one of you have faced it uh lintar oh (laughs) yes I faced uh, one of the kids that I played at the uh, at my local had brought it. Uh, that team is really good. There yeah. is my matchup specifically into it. I run hyper offense. Most of my mons don't like taking sand sand damage, so that for me has been a matchup that I I have to sit on for the next few days, and it's one that I have struggled with. And in a tournament last night, actually, I played. Uh, I think it was Shady Tigers. The, the Lintar, like the timing of the Terra, and I think that you underestimate the offensive capabilities of it. Um, so I really, I didn't focus Titar, and I kind of ignored it because there were Corviknights, you know, and sub Garchomps that just do too much damage, and, you know, you have to remove subs. You have to get through two bulk ups to take care of Corviknight, you know. So if I, if I didn't want to have to lock myself into a Thunderbolt on my Flutter, without having to pivot again later in the game. It was just incredibly hard to deal with. Um, so that was something, that matchup is one that I'm really going to focus on going into, only because I feel like there's been a lot of attention drawn to that team with Cybertron, Wolf, and then, you know, both of them playing really well with it, and then Lin himself playing incredibly well with it. Um, I just think that we may see a rise of that team at NAIC, and if I do run into it, I need my better matchups. Uh, so that w- that's just one note that I wanted to talk to talk about today it's really really interesting timing that you bring this up uh first off i'd like to say that offline after this call or later i can definitely help you with that because i have fought that team way too many times at this point <laughs> <laughs> i've probably fought it about five times now the first three times was against len himself and really first yes and the first two best of threes i beat him and the last one was unfortunately a best of one because we got to finals at a local and we both had team sheet errors. And so he did win that one, unfortunately. But needless to say, I think it's a very strong team. And you have to have a very specific mindset when you play it because it is hyper offense. But at the same time, 
it's not fully invested into offense. It's very, very bulky. And so you have to really understand how does the player who is using Lentar make trades that are favorable for them? And then how do you make sure you can continue to trade with them in a favorable manner for yourself? Because that T-Tar has max special defense with Assault Vest. Yeah. Uh, at least that's Lens. And that thing is super, super bulky. So typically yes. you can do like Chi Fluttermane. Oh yeah, sure, I'll just Moonblast the t No, it doesn't work. Nope. It lives Terra Fairy, Moonblast, and Heatwave from at, Chiyu. If it's at like grasses. 30% too. From it's a... very scary. Yeah, it's Terrifying. wild. So it's, it, it's a good team. Uh, it's a high skill ceiling, though. I will say that. Hey. That's awesome. I'm a huge fan, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brian, I will definitely take you up on that uh, if you have time later in the evening. That's, it's just one matchup that I have struggled with. I, I faced it maybe four times in this past week and i've lost every time and those are all best of three so i i definitely need to find the answers for it sure thing i think the one thing my team really struggles against is just like balanced teams uh in general like the hyper balanced style uh the ones that can just switch constantly like that's the ones that really give me the the hardest time um but i also feel like they have to be a pretty good player because I know they're, what they're trying to do. And so, like, I just have to try my best to think ahead on what they're about to, uh, what they're about to do as far as, like, their switching and stuff. Um, and utilize my other mons beside Dondozo. Because <laughs> once my Dondozo gets in that trap, it's over. So you said hyper-offensive team specifically, right? Yes. Or is it just like any... T okay, so what I've seen from really good Dozo players like Sean Pinto is he doesn't necessarily try to get KOs with Don Dozo all the time. He'll just like trade damage and then that way his mons in the back can clean up. Especially because he chooses to run speed boosting player main. And it's really easy for him to clean up. So maybe take some similar approach. I'm not sure. I'm not a Dozo player, but that's what I've seen. Heck yeah. So real quick, guys, before we wrap up today, uh, what's one thing you're looking forward at at NAIC? <laughs> uh, Brian, do you want to go first? Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'm looking forward to mostly like just getting to see you guys again and getting all of us to hang out. Honestly, like more than the matches, like I could honestly care less about the matches. Like I just want to hang out with my friends. Same here. And play some Pokemon. That's, yeah, it's going to be, like, awesome. We have an Airbnb. There's going to be 10 of us. It's going to be so much fun. And then also, I need to make top 16 if I want to qualify for Worlds. So I'm looking forward to that, too, if I can do it. <laughs> you can do it, man. I believe it. You've had some great performance. I This is something I've talked in the Discord about a lot. And, there, you know, we have a lot of really good players. But specifically, there's, like, two people that I have an incredibly high respect for. And you guys have just consistently had really good results and you're one of those players thank you oh, thank you <laughs> <laughs> you got ahead of yourself there titan but uh no just kidding <laughs> i'm just joking but no both of you you know titan has really kept me when we first met titan was on my team league team and it was you know he's really pushed me to that next level of like having a rival to you know constantly he'd beat me and i'd just be like all right 
I can't let this guy keep beating me. I gotta, I gotta come back next week stronger. And uh, that that pushed me to the next level. And then you know, Titan introducing me to you, I re- you know, I really got to see like the depth of you know the work that people put into their teams. And that was something that you know I really respected. And then over this past year, you have just performed at every you know event that you went to. And I and I feel like if it weren't for you know shortcomings and setbacks or you know hacks or like a team sheet error or something i don't doubt that you're day twoing or easily making that cut um so that's something as like time goes on you know we all get better at our team sheets i know for a fact i'm submitting mine like four days ahead and then overlooking it like six times you know so i think that go ahead titan oh i'm pulling everybody into like the living room thursday night and we're gonna double check each other's shit like <laughs> I need it. There will be no team sheet errors Friday because I'm not losing out on day twoing again because of that. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yeah, Titan. When we go to pick up Sean from the airport, I'll have to like I'm gonna have you like run over mine. I'll just pass you my phone and be like, please look over this for me. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Heck yeah. All right, Brian. Thank you so much for being on today. Um, Appreciate you jumping in last minute. You know, we had some scheduling issues due to locals this week. So I really appreciate both of you, you know, kind of changing your schedules to fit in the podcast. Of course. Uh, And we will be having a special episode this Sunday where we break down the new DLC trailer with a panel of returning guests. Awesome.